five loading one and two and effects two. Stepping out now, we're live at 60. Broussard trying to stagger free. Meanwhile, it's played along to him. Centering pass flagged down by Green. Played into traffic, though. Starting back up with a mouse. Martinez in a three on two. Clifford gave it across. It's held in a shot. It's a Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Scoop Talk Show with your host, Sean Harris. Yes, today is Wednesday. For those of you who have forgotten, today is Wednesday. We got a great show lined up for you. It is 3 p.m. on the East Coast, 12 noon Pacific, 1 Mountain, and 2 Central in any parts of the world. You're listening to the Scoop Talk Show right here on Wildfire Radio. You can also catch the Scoop Talk Show on iTunes on Apple Podcasts, as well as Wildfire Radio itself. All you have to do is just click on the link. If you've got an Apple phone or an Android phone, just click on the link that I provide for you. If you're connected with me on the show's Facebook page, you can begin listening to Apple Podcasts immediately, listening to the Scoop Talk Show. The Scoop Talk Show is also on Twitter. You can find the Scoop Talk Show at C-E-Z-A-A-R-19, that's Cesar19, you can also catch the show as well. We're on Instagram. The Scoop Talk Show is on Instagram where you can find pictures, videos, articles, and everything to your liking right there on Instagram. And we're also on Facebook. Yes, the Scoop Talk Show is on Facebook as we always do. You can go to the Facebook page, hit your search engine, type in the Scoop Talk Show, and you will see everything that the Scoop Talk Show has right there. And yes, the show is on YouTube. You can catch the full interviews of my guests on the show in its entirety on YouTube. All you have to do is go to the YouTube application, open it up, type in the Scoop Talk Show up under the search engine, and there you will find all full, complete interviews of my guests that I have on my show right on YouTube. The Scoop Talk Show and YouTube, bringing it to you strong, because that's how we like to do it. And much more. I would like to thank my sponsor, Keizu Kony, if you're in Kalamazoo, or if you happen to be traveling to Kalamazoo, go down there and see the gang down there at Keizu Coney, located at Western Michigan University's campus. They have a great variety of food on the menu for you to choose from, and also they give great service and great hospitality. Keizu Coney, home away from home. And also, I would like to bring aboard, welcome, a very special welcome to OMG Suites. Yes, OMG Sweets has everything to satisfy your sweet tooth. They have a wide variety of pastries, cupcakes, brownies, anything that you like to your pleasure, OMG Sweets will provide it. And in order to go check it out and purchase these products that OMG Sweets provide, you just go to the company's 
Instagram page, type in OMG Suites, and you will see all the photos and can be able to purchase whatever you need there, as well as OMG Suites is on Facebook. Type in on the search engine, OMG Suites, that's double O-H, E-double-M-G-double-E, OMG Suites. Oh, what a heavenly treat. Welcome aboard, OMG Suites. We have a great show lined up for you today. Joining us is the one and only Robbie Stratakos. He is an NBA writer for The Essential, as well as he is an MLB writer for Clutch Sports. We're going to be talking with him today about the playoff races around MLB baseball, as well as we have the one and only, y'all, the one and only, Damian Adams. Yes, Damian Adams, young man that I got a chance to meet and talk with for a little while. We got him on the show, too. He is the host of his own show, The Real Deal with Damian Adams. Be sure to be listening to him and checking out everything he got going on on his social media sites as well. And we have much, much more coming your way right here on the Scoop Talk Show. You're listening to the Scoop Talk Show with your host, Sean Harris. We'll be right back. Love you some school talk show? Hey, I got the facts and the facts don't lie. You know that. I know that. Say what? You can now take the show anywhere. Just go to wildfireradio.com and click on the podcast and start listening today. The Scoop Talk Show with Sean Harris from 3 to 4 right here on Wildfire Sports at wildfireradio.com. Hey, there's two sides to every story, and I'm aiming to get the scoop on it. Never miss a minute. No, no, so you mean to tell me on my show, my show, Andrew Luck announces his retirement. Big Ben, out for the season. Sam Darnold, mono. Trevor Simeon, his backup, ankle. And all the rest of the cast and characters, along with Patrick Fitzgerald, want to be traded and leave out of the division. So you mean to tell me it's not a cakewalk for New England to win? The division, let alone get back to the Super Bowl, man, I'm through. The Scoop Talk Show each and every Wednesdays from 3 to 4 right here on Wildfire Radio and Apple Podcasts.
everyone. Welcome to the Scoop Talk Show with your host, Sean Harris. This show of the segment is brought to you by Keizu Coney. Keizu Coney located at Western Michigan Broncos University at the Bernhardt Center. Great food, great service. When you're in town, or if you are in town, go down there and check them out. They have a wide variety of food on the menu. Keizu Coney, home away from home. Also, I would like to bring to you a new sponsor of mine, OGM Sweets. OGM Sweets have a variety of treats for you to sweeten your sweet tooth, as well as a lot of other desserts that she has online. You can find her on Instagram, as well as her Facebook page, OGM Sweets. Oh, what a heavenly treat. Joining me right now at this time, we have Major League Baseball editor and writer at Baseball Essential, and also he is an NBA writer at Clutch Sports. But we're going to be talking about Major League Baseball at the moment with the pennant races and everything that's going on down the stretch in the final games and the final weeks of Major League Baseball. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Robbie Stratakos. Hey, how's it going, bud? All right, all right, man. I'm glad to have you here on the show. I'm glad to discuss with you and your knowledge of Major League Baseball and what's happening around baseball at this time. Now that we're going down the stretch of the season, what we only what about 148 games in, with about roughly 14 or so left to go. My thing is. What do you see going on right now in baseball as well, you know, as far as how everybody is playing their position trying to make the playoffs, let alone the wild card? I mean, right now it's uh, mostly, in, I would say, in the National League, but in some cases the American League, too. The you know, wild card race is just absolutely crazy right now. And either, you know, one of the things is, you know, like, you know, sometimes you'll, like, ask, like, you know, who do you think is going to be the two wildcard seeds? Well, right now it's really difficult to say that because maybe excluding the Nationals, though I don't think they're as big much of a shoe-in to make it as everybody else does, when you look at the five teams, you know, the Brewers, the Phillies, the Mets, the Cubs, and the D-backs, it's difficult to say who's definitively going to be that second wildcard or even the two wildcard seeds because every team has something really working against them. And, you know, that's probably going to come down to the final final weekend of the season. And the same thing with the AL. You've got the A's, the Rays, and the Indians, who are all within one, two games of each other, battling for those two wildcard seats. So you're going to see a lot of these races going down to the final weekend, and it's, it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, exactly, because, you know, I'm looking at the standings, and, you know, you have teams that are within their 90-win ranges or over the 90-win ranges. you got the Twins of Minnesota, 90-57, leading the pack. You have the Yankees, who started out, you know, injured, and nobody didn't know what they was going to be made out of or whether they was going to be a contender or not a contender. Even going into the All-Star break, they had their troubles with pitching, the rotation, everything like that, and their they have right now the number one record in baseball, and then the Houston Astros, you know, they're right behind them, going strong, doing what they do best, like they did last year and the year before. And over in the National League, you know, you have the St. Louis Cardinals 
that is leading that pack of the Central and the Chicago Cubs are, you know, right there. And the Brewers are right there, like you mentioned, at four or five games back, the Atlanta Braves. Who to say that the Atlanta Braves went from last year to being at the bottom to where now they are at the top of the East with the Nationals, you know, right there digging in the heels, trying to make that playoff push. Ron Harper and company is trying to make that playoff push. And what can you say about those mighty Dodgers of Los Angeles? What can you say about them? You know, they're, they've been strong all season long. You know what I'm saying? And they 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 blowing the competition away over in the West. Yeah, I mean, they, the, the Dodgers really, for the most part, have been on cruise control the last couple months. They've pretty much dominated. I mean, they, 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 they've had their way with pretty much every single team they've come across this year. And, you know, part of it might be, and I mean, we might be saying if say something happened and the Dodgers are like kicked out of the playoffs or something, that maybe they benefited from their division being so poor. But the other thing I counter that is with is perhaps that, and at least that I think, that they simply just absolutely outmatched their entire division. Like last year, you had the Colorado Rockies. Colorado Rockies have been a wild card team each of the last two seasons. This year, they just totally fell off a cliff. I mean, the San Francisco Giants had a nice run a couple months ago, but then that quickly faded. The Diamondback, maybe even too. They were on a great run the last month. Then they get swept four games by the Mets. But generally speaking, they have just absolutely run away with their division. They look like the best team in the NL. And while I don't think they're unbeatable, I think it's possible maybe the Braves or the Cardinals to give them a run for their money. Or maybe if they do get it and they do get hot, maybe the Nationals could give them some headaches in the first round. But generally speaking, you know, the Dodgers have really had their way with the NL. And, you know, I, you know, there are some concerns with their starting pitching right now, but Right, you're exactly right because they're one of the first teams to clinch. So they clinched the other night. So, you know, the Dodgers looking to get back to the World Series for the third time this year, you know, in a row. And I'm just saying to myself, my goodness, you know, because my family, they are Dodger fans back home in California. And I'm the only Angel fan, of course. Uh, I got to say that. I got to put, I love my Angels. I've been loving my Angels for years. But the Angels have now been eliminated from the playoffs. And Albert Pujols and, and Mike Trout, man, um, I don't know what's left in the tank for both of those guys. I don't know if Trout is talking about sticking with his contract and staying with the Angels for life, or he going to leave because this is just too much for him, or Pujols is saying, look, I'm going to give it one more year, and then I'm going to retire. What do you make of that? Uh, I mean, I think the Angels, this offseason, I think you're going to see the Angels really trying to get some starting pitching because their lineup is pretty solid. I mean, they need a Tony to be healthy. He's really struggling to stay healthy. Another injury comes out a few days ago. Trout, I can't see them after, you know, that massive contract they gave him, you know, trading him. But in the scenario that, say, they continue, say they do strike out and a couple more years go by and they simply just aren't competitive or they don't pose any threat, you know, to get into the playoffs, then maybe you'd consider trading him. But I, I can't see the Angels moving on from Mike Trout because, it, it, I mean, he is the best player in the game. Uh, but, you know, the AL, it's very top-heavy. And that's kind of the problem a lot of teams have. 
and you got not in the order, but like the Yankees, the Twins, the Indians, uh, you know, the Rays. But, you know, generally speaking, it's a lot of very good teams and then, you know, bad teams, and there are very few teams in the middle. And the Angels are one of those few teams who are kind of in the middle. But I, I would say that if they can't bolster their starting rotation in the offseason, you know, maybe if they go out and pursue a Garrett Cole or Ryu or if he opts out of his contract to Steven Strasburg and they can get one or two of those guys, then maybe that makes the AL wild card mix a little more interesting next season. And I, I think definitely because after the deal they gave Strasburg, they're definitely all in on trying to win with him. But this season they did not necessarily. I thought they'd be a little bit better than they ended up being. But they didn't have a roster that was really ready to definitely be a playoff team. But this offseason, you have to be all in if you're the Angels are trying to win. Well, Mike Trout is still in his front, and I don't think he's near, you know, nearing a regression. But you know, like when it comes to guys like Kuhlholz, yes. I mean, Kuhlholz only has a couple more years left. But if you're the Angels, you're all in on trying to win with Mike Trout. And you know, again, this year another missed opportunity, so to speak. But this offseason, I think I would expect to see them very busy on the starting pitching market. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right with that because, you know, when you talk about players of Mike Trout's caliber and what he brings to the table as being right now, considerably right now, and for the last few years, I want to say about three years or so, the best player in the game, and you're on a team that is not trying to do anything, let alone not going anywhere. That, and, and, you know, part of that is reason why Mike Sosa stepped down as manager. Because if the team is not being successful the way you need to be successful, you got to have somebody to blame. And Mike Trout was, I mean, not Mike Trout, but Mike Socia was that person that the organization wanted to blame to say that he wasn't getting everybody motivated right. He wasn't doing this. He wasn't doing that. And it caused for them to make a mutual agreement for him to step down as manager after winning the World Series in 2002. So the Angels really got to step up, and they really got to do some things, and I'm looking forward to them doing some things, you know, in the upcoming seasons, but I just don't know, you know what I'm saying, how far they're going to go because it's like nerve-wracking every year. They get in the moment, and then by the All-Star break, they fade away. They fade away. Whether it's injuries, whether it's, you know, Anything that's going on with or within or without the organization is just boom. Before you know it, they're out of the playoffs again, and then it's on to next year. And a lot of Angels fans, I'm quite sure, that's hearing me today is saying to themselves the same thing. But moving on with the American League, like you said, the A's and the Rays, which is really baffled to me for the Rays. Tennis is down. Ticket sales are down. But somehow, someway, they're still winning. What yeah, is up with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays? You got you got it, Robin. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the Rays just keep grinding out games. I mean, they, the amount of injuries they've had on their pitching staff, Blake Snell, even before he got injured, was having a rough year for his standards after winning the Cy Young last year. Yanni Farinos gets hurt. Tyler Glass now just came back after being out for about four months. And they just find ways to win games. Their lineup is middle of the pack at best, really, collectively. And their, whether it's their bullpen, their starting pitching, they just find ways to keep on going. And the fact that they 
indicator of, okay, this team can compete for the playoffs next season. And then their, their, their pitching staff is one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. But what's incredible is they're doing it with uh, so many key contributors from last year, or at least just now, and some guys who were key contributors earlier in the year. They just find ways to win games. I mean, Ryan Yarborough, who was the reliever for most of the season, separated in August and throws eight and two-thirds shot on anything out of absolutely nowhere. And, I mean, that's kind of the way this team rolls. They just find ways to win. They don't make excuses. They don't make excuses for their payroll or injuries. And now they've got a really good shot to make the playoffs. But, I mean, again, like I alluded to a little bit earlier, time will tell because those three teams, it's probably going to come right down to the wire. And nobody can really afford to lose back-to-back games. The Rays certainly can't afford to do that with the construction of their pitching staff. But the fact that they are in this race after everything that's happened to them and maybe after some of the things they didn't do is really incredible. Exactly. So, you know, as I'm looking at the wild card standings here, you know, the Texas Rangers are barely there. They're barely there. They lose another game. They're out. Even though the world champion Boston Red Sox are, you know, eliminated for the ALE's contention for the pennant, they still got a shot at the wild card. They're going to have to probably win every single game, though, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to if they want to repeat as world champions. And, you know, you don't have a David Ortiz in the lineup, which was due to months back of an attempted assassination on his life, but they wanted to rule it out as, you know, mistaken identity in the beginning. But it was attempted assassination on his life. And without him in the lineup, without his bat in the lineup, you know, Boston is really struggling in that batting rotation. has been the pitching staff. Their, their lineup is still one of the best lineups in baseball, and they're doing it with a couple guys from last year not performing at the same level. Like Raphael Devers and Sander Bogars have been as good an offensive left side of the infield in baseball as you're going to find. But the issue all year long has been their pitching staff. Chris Dale struggled. Rick Porcello struggled. David Price is inconsistent. Evaldi had the injury and then came back and struggled a bit. And you know, they're, they're a pitching staff, they're a starting rotation that really struggled to get deep into games. And as a result, while their bullpen has its issues, the big part of their struggles has been the workload they've had to, you know, sustain. But, I mean, Boston, the issue all along is that their pitching staff, and we'll see what happens this offseason because now Dombrowski, Dombrowski, the president, is fired, and there's a lot of big decisions to make. This future of Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez opt out. But all in all, a very disappointing season for the Red Sox. Even if they didn't win the AL East, you figure they'd at least be a wild card team. And at this point, that's not going to happen. So we'll see what happens this offseason. But overall, a disappointing season to say the least for Boston. Okay, I got one. I know, I know you got you know limited time, and I just want to you know get to this point right here. There's been a lot of talk about. Dodgers Yankees, World Series. Do you see that happening? I'm sorry, can you repeat that one thing? I heard World Series, but I didn't hear I said, before that. I said there's been a lot of talk around the sports world, ESPN, Fox Sports 1. Everybody is talking about the, the, the newspapers, articles. Everybody is talking about Yankees Dodgers, World Series. Do you see that happening? I could see it happening, but if you ask me to list 
who I think could end up being in the World Series. I think it's going to be the Astros and the Dodgers. The fact that the Yankees have been have been able to find so much success this year without a, for at least most of the season, a reliable starting rotation and injuries is incredible. And I think the Yankees could very well get to the ALCS. And the thing is, what, what it, if they do end up facing the Astros in the ALCS, it's going to be interesting because each team has really struggled to play in the opposing ballpark. I think the Yankees have lost like seven of their last ten games in Houston, dating back to their playoff matchup a couple of years ago. And Houston has lost about eight out of ten games in Yankee Stadium. So that'll play a factor in that as well. But when it comes down to it, I don't think there's a better team in baseball right now than the Houston Astros. And you can't necessarily always go by the record with everything because if you look at the Astros, they don't have a weakness on their roster. They're, they're, they're healthy. Their, their lineup is healthy. It's firing on all cylinders. This might be the best lineup they've had since, you know, in the A.J. Hinch era. Their starting rotation is as good as going to be as good as any other rotation in baseball coming into the postseason. And they have a lot of experience. You get Zach Cranky at the trade deadline. Granted, he hasn't pitched great. He has experience in pitching in big moments. And their bullpen is solid. You look around, everybody in baseball, some contender has some worries. The Dodgers right now is their bullpen. The Yankees, it's their starting rotation. And I think when push comes to shove and the playoffs do arrive, I think the Yankees' starting rotation is going to catch up to them. I could see them getting to the ALCS. I could maybe see a scenario where they do get to the World Series. But if you're asking me if I think the Yankees are going to get to the World Series, my answer is no. I think the Astros are ultimately going to win the AL. Well, there you have it, y'all. That is what's going down in the home stretch of this last bit of the season for Major League Baseball. I would like to thank my guest, Robert Strakakos, on joining me on the show. This is the Scoop Talk Show. We'll be right back. Some school talk show? Hey, I got the facts and the facts don't lie. You know that, I know that. Say what? You can now take the show anywhere. Just go to wildfireradio.com and click on the podcast and start listening today. The Scoop Talk Show with Sean Harris from 3 to 4 right here on Wildfire Sports at wildfireradio.com. Hey, there's two sides to every story and I'm aimed to get the scoop on it. And never miss a minute. Hello everyone, I'm Sean Harris, host of my syndicated show, The Scoop, right here on Wildfire Sports. To listen, go to wildfireradio.com, click on the scroll menu at the top left-hand corner, there you will find all the top shows. Click on my show and enjoy. Hey everyone, this is Sean Harris, host of The Scoop Talk Show. You know you can listen to my show and various other shows on Wildfire Radio on iTunes and the Apple Podcast. Yes, that's right, I said it iTunes and an Apple Podcast. If you have an Apple phone, you can download that for free. Or if you have an Android phone, 
All you have to do is just go to Facebook.com and search for the Scoop Talk Show, and there will be a link connected for you so that you can listen to my show and various other shows on Wildfire Radio, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, The Scoop Talk Show, Wildfire Radio. Don't miss it. Hey, what's up? All you lovely people, please subscribe and follow me on all social media. Your support is very much appreciated. Thank you. Welcome to the Scoop Talk Show with your host, Sean Harris. This segment of the show is brought to you by OGM Suites. OGM Suites. Go to their website, on Instagram, the Facebook page, as well as you can order their sweet treats. OGM Suites. Oh, what a heavenly treat. Joining me at this time is the host of his own show, ladies and gentlemen, The Real Deal with Damien Adams, out of Arizona. He is an expertise with the NFL, the NBA, and any other sports you could think of. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Damien Adams. What's happening, brother? Oh, thank you so much for that intro, man. I'm really excited to be on your show. Really appreciate the love there, and I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, Damien, man. I mean, you know, I've been, you know, listening to your podcast over the years that you've been doing it. I've been keeping up on what you've been doing and how you express yourself, you know, involving your interior of what you think about and what you view about things in the sports world. And that, to me, is an inspiration to a lot of people out there that are trying to get into this business, unlike myself, because I had to learn the old school way. You feel me? So what we're going to do is we're going to start out by talking about that. How did you get yourself into the media world to lead up to what you're doing today? So, yeah, I didn't go about the traditional way. Um, I did go to school. But for me, the way I started out, honestly, I was inspired by Jamel Hill and Michael Smith. I was listening to the His and Hers podcast some years back. And I was thinking, I can do this. Like, I have unique opinions 
I have what I call real takes, not hot takes. And I think that what I have to say will is something that people will relate to and people will want to listen to. And at the time, I was working on 9 to 5, and uh, my friend that we would go back and forth emailing all day about sports, talking trash. And I told him, hey, we should do this. Seriously, we should do a podcast. Like, what we're emailing about, people would love to hear this in the conversation. And at first, he didn't take me seriously. And then once I told him, like, hey, I got a logo made. I bought the microphone. I bought the software for the computer to get us started. He's like, oh, you're serious about this? And we got started. And then it evolved into me having one by myself where I would have different guests on. And it would, at first, I thought I would just people that I knew personally, my friends I knew were sports fans. And then as far as it getting more popular, that's when I was able to reach out to sports writers and even got a few professional athletes and former professional athletes on the show. And now it's continuing to grow and continuing to grow. I still have a long way to go, still have a lot more to do. I have a lot more that I want to accomplish with the show. But it's definitely going in the right direction, man. I just have to keep grinding. We're going to switch gears for a minute here. We're going to get real. Let's get real. What I want to know from you and your expertise is your opinion on this Antonio Brown issue. So that's the thing with Antonio Brown. Which issue are we talking about? Are we talking about the helmet? Are we talking about him switching teams? Are we talking about the feet? No, brother, we talking about the latest scandal that came out. I had to break the story at 2 a.m. in the morning. This situation with the sexual scandal that's been buzzing around the NFL. The New England Patriots organization say they have no knowledge about it. The Raiders organization and John Gruden said that they had no knowledge about when they signed him after last season of being let go by the Steelers. Uh, Antonio Brown's camp is saying that this was consensual. The young lady is saying that it was not. What do you make out of all this? So we always have to tread lightly when we talk about these issues. It's something that's very serious. And you don't want to say the wrong things. But at the end of the day, we do have to keep it real, right? And I come from a show called The Real Deal, where I'm going to call it how I see it, right? So after reading the end to the story, there were some things that didn't add up for me. So the young ladies accused Antonio Brown of three separate occasions of sexual assault, right? Right. The first one, he exposed himself to her without her permission and gave her a kiss without permission. The second one, she's saying that he masturbated and ejaculated on her. They can be say I, she quit at that time. He begged for forgiveness. She just said, okay, I accept your apology. They continue to work together. Then the third time is when rape happened. Now, I want to make sure I say this. If he did do this, he deserves to be in jail. Not just missing games or losing money. He deserves to be under the jail if he did do this. Right. My question is, if someone does something as disrespectful as masturbating, and ejaculating on you while you're asleep or while you weren't paying attention or whatever. There's no coming back from that. Like, there's no apologizing for that. 
before that, I thought of disrespect. Like the most disrespectful thing I could think of was spitting in someone's face. Right. When someone somebody spits in your face, there's no, oh, I'm sorry. Like you spit in my face. Like there's no coming back from that. Like from this day forward, it's bump you. We're we're done. We're done. Like uh, if I see you, I'm not speaking to you. We're done. If so, if spitting in your face does that, what will masturbating and ejaculating on someone do? Like right. that's a yeah. hundred times worse. Yeah, so You're right. That's what You're makes right. me question things. If someone does that to you and then says, oh, I'm sorry, like, how do you even apologize for that? How would you come back for that? Like I said, I'm not saying if he's guilty or not. I don't know Antonio Brown personally, so I can't say that he's not capable of doing this. But I also can't say that he is because the story just doesn't add up to me. So a lot of people were calling for him to be on the exempt list. I was like, you shouldn't take away football from this guy on this allegation. That's a very slippery slope. Because once you start doing that, people can come out of the woodwork just saying, this guy did this to me, and just on some revenge type stuff, and get people put off the football field. So I'm glad that they're not going to put him on the exemplars or suspend him right now, and they're going to do their due diligence. But I'm sorry I have to say that the story doesn't add up to me, but I'm not going to say that he's not guilty, because I, I wasn't there. But there's some details that just don't add up to me in the story. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, you know, as the days go on, leading up into the new week, more investigative stories will be told throughout this whole ordeal. And, you know, for people to be quick to judge Antonio Brown on this allegation, I agree with you totally on that. It's a very slippery slope, and they just have to wait until things are played out. You just you just can't be quick to judge that he's guilty right away, you know. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see about that. We're gonna find out about that. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna see what's happening with that. And us here at the Scoop Talk Show. We're going to bring you every detail about that scenario because right here at the Scoop Talk Show, we bring the scoop, the whole scoop, and nothing but the scoop. So be informed and be in tune for the latest updates on that situation with Antonio Brown. What did you make out of week one for your early predictions to let the betters know, Vegas know, and the fantasy sports players know who could come out of the AFC, NFC, and make it to the Super Bowl. Well, for my initial prediction, I picked the Saints to come out of the NFC and the Chiefs to come out of the AFC. The Chiefs, week one, looked amazing. Right? Being down on the Jaguars. Uh, the Jaguars did suffer a major injury with Nick Foles going out. But their backup quarterback did a great job. He came in, went 22 for 25, and actually kept the Jaguars in the game. The rookie um, came in and did a great job. So the Jaguars still may be okay without Nick Foles. We'll see. But the Chiefs look just like they're supposed to look. You know, they lost Tyree Kill for a few weeks. That's going to be a big loss. But Sammy Watkins definitely did his thing in week one. We'll see if he's able to continue that. And the Chiefs' defense, the defense was horrible last year. So that defense can improve just a little bit. It makes the Chiefs so much better. So I definitely want to stick with that pick of the Chiefs. Out the AFC. For the Saints, the Saints pulled out the victory in week one, but there's definitely some things they need to work on defensively. 
stopping a run. And the Saints have to share up the middle. I think that will help as they get healthier throughout the year and get some players back. Also, in the secondary, they gave some big passes. And I think the defense will get back throughout the season. We saw this last year with the Saints. Last year, we all remember Fitzpatrick. They started calling him Magic after week one when he took Tampa Bay and scored 48 points on the Saints. It looked like everything was going crazy. But the Saints defense got together and eventually made it to the NFC Championship game. So I'm going to stick with both of my picks as far as the Saints coming out of the NFC and the Chiefs coming out of the AFC. Even though, of course, the Patriots acquiring Antonio Brown and looking like they did on Sunday night definitely gives you a scare in the AFC. Right, exactly, because, you know, with that situation with Antonio Brown and the Raiders letting go, they won on Monday night without him over the Denver Broncos. Um, and the newly acquired team that picked him up, they won without him too. So, which is the Patriots. And they won convincingly over his old team, the Steelers, 33-3. The message to Antonio Brown that I believe, and this is just my opinion, is that he has to eat a lot of humble pie. He has to understand that now he's in a situation to where you need to be in the league. The league don't need you to be in the league. You understand what I'm saying? That's right. And the Patriots, we all know, with Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, and Tom Brady, have any issue, you go. And if he don't believe, and if he don't believe me, if he listen, if he ever listened to the show, and me and you on the show talking about this, he can ask Randy Moss. Please do it. And I know Randy Moss. He can listen. Randy, Randy Moss was cut during midseason. You understand? So he is in a, a difficult and tough situation, and. I just pray for him because he needs some help, man. He needs some help. I pray for him. Hope that he get himself together. Oh, back to old Hope that he get his mind right and that, you know, he can, because he's a great player. He's a great player. He, he got to be in the top 25, in my opinion, of one of the greatest wide receivers that ever played this game. Top 25, no doubt. Two Super Bowl rings, you know what I'm saying? And he he, 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 he just needs some help, you know what I'm saying? But now we're going to talk about the NBA, upcoming season of the NBA. All this speculation, all this talk. And for those of you who just tuning in to the Scoop Talk Show, I am with my man Damon Adams. He is... A phenomenal man doing his thing. He is the host of the real deal. And he is letting y'all kick some knowledge to y'all and letting y'all know what time it is. And we are going to have this full interview on the Scoop Talk Show YouTube page. So stay tuned for that. Now getting back to you, Damien. 
the NBA. I heard reports coming out, and I don't know if you heard it, and you probably did, that Michael Jordan is agreeing to sell his stake of the Charlotte Hornets. And this, this article came out of the Charlotte Observer saying that he expected to close, close the deal in a matter of weeks. What do you make about that? Oh, wow. Yeah, I actually didn't know about that. Uh, that would be... I wouldn't be shocked because he hasn't had a successful run as an owner. And maybe he's just tired of it. Maybe he's like, all right, I'm just going to concentrate on the Jordan brand and concentrate on making Zion the biggest merchandise athlete of all time. Maybe that's where his, his focus is going to go, right? Because signing Zion is something that could be game-changing to put maybe Jordan even over Nike one day. So maybe that's where his mind is going, where his plans are going. He's, I don't know if I can say that he wasn't a willing owner, but it's something, he wasn't like a Mark Cuban or a Jerry Jones or someone like that who just wanted to, was so bad about winning, they're willing to spend extra money. We saw how Charlotte had to pretty much just let Kimball Walker go because they didn't want to pay him that extra money on the Supermax contract. Right. And with Terry Rozier. So we see where Charlotte's heading, and it's not anywhere particularly great in the future here. So maybe he's saying now, like, let me go ahead and get out, put my part of the team, concentrate on the Jordan brand and other things I may want to do. But maybe that's just it. This isn't his passion. Maybe he thought he owning a team could fill that competitive drive that he needs, being someone who is as competitive as Michael Jordan is. But I don't think being an owner does nothing will replace being a player. Uh, I think he was searching with that with being an owner and he didn't find it. Right, yeah, yeah. And, you know, to some degree, you know, I was thinking the same thing what you elaborated on. And, you know, also, too, I also got to thinking about what Michael is that maybe he needs a little bit more help than what he thought he needed when he first purchased the team. Maybe Michael is saying to himself, I need other investors to help me with this team. Because the Jordan brand, no doubt about it, is the worldwide phenomenon. Okay? His logo, his name, his likeness is worldwide known. He got that secured. Is now on the business side of being an owner to where he needs help at. You see what I'm saying? And he, when he purchased the team, he said, you know what? I can do this. He had a few struggles. He going to be the Bobcats when he first started. But then he got the rights to the name of the Hornets back two years ago from the previous owner. Because... Now he said to himself, okay, we're now back to Charlotte Hornets. We're going to put a new logo out there. We, you know, we got a new arena. We're going to bring prestige. And Kimber Walker was his main star. And now his main star is gone. Because, like you said, he could not secure a contract for him to keep him there. So now Jordan is left now. I don't have a main star. I'm struggling with my franchise. I need a little help. So, what's best to do? 
You sell a little bit here and there of your franchise. Give you 3%, 2%, 1%, 5%. Anybody that want to come on board that got some serious money to be a minority stakeholder to help me make some money. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And that's what Jordan, I see, is placing himself at right now because if he don't make any necessary changes to build this franchise up, he's going to lose that franchise altogether. It, 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 you know, the, the thing is, is that it's not a matter of when, it's a matter of time. And for those of you that are listening to us right now on the Scoop Talk Show, you're listening to me and my man Damian Adams, host of his own show, The Real Deal. Listen to him because we're going to give you his handles on where you can find him and where you can listen to him. And this show will be broadcast in its entirety on the Scoop Talk Show's YouTube page. I have one more top topic to talk with you before we go, Mr. Adams. And I once again want to thank you for your time because I know your time is very valuable to you, just like it is to me. But I want to thank you for this opportunity, and it's a gracious opportunity to finally talk with you, meet with you. I've, like I said, I've been following you on social media. I've been listening to your podcast shows, and, and, and I'm just proud of what you're doing, brother, in regards of how you got your thing going. Well, we got, hey, in the broadcast industry, in the media industry, we got to support one another because who else is going to support us? You understand what I'm saying? Now, have you heard of this uh, topic that I'm about to bring to you? And I thought that this was kind of wild. I said, oh my God, are you serious? Sticking with the NBA, a porn site has submitted, and we're talking back on Thursday, uh, uh, to rename the Miami Heat Arena. Have you heard of that? Say what? <laughs> oh, wait, you're serious. Let me laugh even harder. <laughs> Oh, come on, man. This is enough. Yeah, I did see that story. <laughs> it's funny. It's crazy, right? Yeah, no, it's definitely crazy. I know it wouldn't happen. Like, the NBA definitely would not allow that to happen. Um, but the fact that they uh, had, uh, uh, pun intended, the balls to do that, uh, it's just funny enough, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a funny story, man. You definitely know the NBA wouldn't allow that to happen. You can't have that on the product. Uh, it's funny that they even tried to do that. Man, I, man, I was just, I was just blown away with that. I was reading the matter of fact, the article was sent to me. The article was sent to me in my email on that day, and I never bothered to read it because I'm working. You know, I'm, I'm producing a show, and when I got home, I said, "Well." 
let me read about this article that is talk that they're talking about. And when I opened it up, I, I saw all I saw was the local porn studio Bang Brothers had put in a bid to name in the rights of the Miami Heat's arena. It's blown. It's blown. This whole operation is blown. And I was like, what the hell? And it's been known as the American Airlines Arena since they opened it up. And they saying that they would are be willing to pay ten million dollars to put their name on the building, let alone on the court. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Which is more than what American Airlines Arena, is, uh, American Airlines is doing, and they only paying two million dollars a year just to get the name on the building. They work in is very profitable, so they're actually doing well over there. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that they have the money to splurge like that. Uh, but like I said, we know it's not going to happen. We know the NBA is not going to allow one of their to be named after a porn company. And but for the porn company, they're looking at it as a business opportunity. For every Miami home game, you're here coming live from Bang Bros Arena. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, man, it, it, it's, it's funny because when you said that, in my mind, in my mind, sitting here talking with you right now, brother, is that I can see the public address announcer in the arena while the players are warming up on the court. They got the big Titan trying going on. You know, we would like to welcome you to Miami Heat game versus whoever, and this is brought to you by Big Bang Brothers, <laughs> you know, arena, and then they just showing different clips of their porn movies. <laughs> With no sound because, you know, you got kids in attendance so they can't put no sound up. Man, it, 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 yeah, I, I mean, it's just fascinating what entrepreneurs won't do in this country in 2019 to get a buck. Yeah, nah, definitely. Like I said, it's a, it was definitely a funny story. I, I'm not mad at them for trying, like I said, but it, it would be hilarious if that did come true and you, you heard those words from the announcer. That would be hilarious. Man, I got to say, bro, it's been a pleasure, an honor, a privilege to have you on my show, man. Like I said, oh, this was like I told you when I when I sent you the correspondence reply. This was gonna be a great show, and this exactly what it has been. It's been a great show. We got to stay in contact with each other. I got to have you back during the NBA season, you know. And we're going to have you back on the show towards the, end of, towards the NFL season to keep us abreast of your knowledge of the games 
and what you got going on. And all I want to say is that let's give the people your handle on where they can contact you. Oh, man, thank you again for having me on. I definitely had a pleasure talking to you today. A lot of fun being on the show. I look forward to coming on again. I really do appreciate it. Uh, but people, you can find me if you want to search for the podcast. It's called The Real Deal with Damian Adams. You got to put the full thing, The Real Deal with Damian Adams. It's like a pep name slick pack. You got to put the full thing in there. Search it. You'll find it on any podcast platform. My handle for social media is The Real Deal WDA. That's The Real Deal W as in whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in Alpha. Find me on any social media platform. Just search The Real Deal with Damien Adams. You'll find my videos, my podcasts, and also my articles on the threepointconversion.com. And also, if you follow Arizona High School Football, uh, you can follow me at hashtag AC Replay and see my work there. You know, I'm always trying to just grind and do more work, man. So please support support me, support Scoop, support all of us, man, because we're out here grinding and putting out good content, man. So... Thank you again for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. This is the Scoop Talk Show. We'll be right back. No, no. So you mean to tell me on my show, my show, Andrew Luck announces his retirement. Big Ben out for the season. Sam Darnold, Mono, Trevor Simeon, his backup, Ankle, and all the rest of the cast and characters along with Patrick Fitzgerald want to be traded. And leave out of the division. So you mean to tell me this is not a cakewalk for New England to win the division, let alone get back to the Super Bowl? Man, I'm through. The Scoop Talk Show each and every Wednesdays from 3 to 4 right here on Wildfire Radio and Apple Podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I would like to thank my guest, Robbie Stratekos, NBA writer, for the essential as well as an MLB writer for Clutch Sports. And also I would like to thank Damian Adams, host of the Damian Adams show, keeping it real with Damian Adams. Y'all got to stay tuned to these two guys on social media and keep up informed with them on what they're doing as sports fans and fanatics. Also, I would like to thank Keizu Coney, located at Western Michigan University at the Bernhardt Center. Great food, great service. You can't go wrong with Keizu Coney when you're in town or as you, if you're coming into town, stop by and see them. They got, they got everything you need right there. And also, I would like to give another special shout-out to OMG Sweets. OMG Sweets has a variety of sweets and treats for you to sweeten your sweet tooth all year round. You can find her and her products on Instagram, uh, OMG Sweets as well as you can find her on Facebook to purchase any orders that you may have, big or small, she has it all. OMG Sweets, oh, what a heavenly treat. And I would like to thank you, the listening audience, for tuning in to the Scoop Talk Show, because without you, this show could not be possible. Until next time, I'm out of here like the breeze through the trees when I'm going to take an autumn leave. Peace. See you next time.